Hello, I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much product was being sourced overseas and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that were still making in Britain. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in the UK, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be telling the stories behind some of the best British-made brands and manufacturers and offering advice to those that want to make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Make It British podcast. I might sound a little bit different today because I'm not in my usual location for recording this. I'm actually out on the road. I've taken a trip up north, quite an ambitious amount of cities I'm planning to cover in three days. Um, Manchester, Stoke, Birmingham, Wolverhampton, um, to go and visit some manufacturers that I know, some of the exhibitors at our Make It British Live event and some of our Make It British members. So I'm currently recording from a hotel room in Stoke-on-Trent and there is a motorway right outside my window. I hadn't banked on that. So if you hear meow every so often, that's what it is. Before we get on to the main part of the show today, I just wanted to read out a lovely review that a lady called Caroline has left me on iTunes. She says, if you are interested in British manufacturing for your business, this podcast is an essential listen. It will arm you with important and useful information and also insider tips from British made brands to help you take those first steps. If, however, you are not manufacturing a product yourself. This is still a fascinating listen from a consumer point of view. It has become much the topic of conversation over coffee since I started listening, throwing insight onto what we are actually spending our hard-earned money on when we purchase. Who doesn't want to know about that? It has definitely made me view Black Friday in a different light. Thank you very much for your review there, Caroline. Um, Anyone else that's listening to this podcast, I do read all of my reviews and I really appreciate them. So if you've got just a couple of minutes, pop onto iTunes and leave me your thoughts. So I'm going to keep this episode very short and sweet today, but I can tell you that some of the people that I'm visiting over the next few days, I am also interviewing for this podcast. So look out for some interviews over the coming weeks. I do the interview shows on a Tuesday. So do listen up for those. I've heard some wonderful stories from some great manufacturers. So, but I wanted to talk to you today about the release of the government's Environmental Audit Committee's report into the sustainability of the fashion industry. I've discussed this a couple of times on the podcast because as part of the report, they have highlighted the unethical practices of some manufacturers, and it seems that Leicester has been singled out here, that are giving Made in UK a bad name. So the report has made its recommendations and we have to wait a couple of weeks to find out what's going to happen. But the main area of concern is that there are people being paid below the minimum wage in the UK garment industry. Now, following the report coming out yesterday, 
there was an announcement as well from HMRC about the fact that they have been penalising some people and forcing them to pay employees where they found them to the manufacturers to not be paying them the minimum wage. But according to the report, this is just not enough. And I would agree. So the report has recommended that there is a much more proactive approach from HMRC to enforce the national minimum wage in the UK garment factories. Um, And I certainly think that this cannot come quickly enough. So those that are under the law need to be stopped so that the ethical manufacturers like Michima, who I interviewed on episode 31 a few days ago, so that they can can rise and shine and we can stop hearing about just those few that are ruining it for everything else. Now, if that means that the price of fashion clothing has to rise, then I think that is a good thing. Retailers need to be selling clothing at realistic prices and they can't be selling clothing at cheap rates because they're not paying the minimum wage. So let's hope something comes of this. I also think that customers need to understand the real cost of making clothes and they can't be buying garments sold in stores that are at unrealistic prices that can't be made at that price and the person making them still be paid a fair wage. Now, this report is only at the moment giving recommendations and we're going to have to wait to find out what's going to happen. There's obviously going to need to be money put behind this to enforce this. And that is my concern is that that maybe will get overshadowed with all the other things that are going on politically at the moment. But at least it has come to the attention of government and that something may now be done. So there was another part of the report that I thought was really interesting and was also related to UK manufacturing in a roundabout way. So part of the report and part of the issues and the reason that the fashion industry is being slammed is because there's not enough recycling going on and the industry is just not sustainable and it's encouraging overconsumption and for people to buy too many new clothes and then to just wear them and throw them away. And one of the recommendations that was pulled out from all this was that there should be lessons on designing, creating, mending and repairing clothes in schools at key stage two and three. I think that's from sort of seven, seven to 13 or something. So, so kids should be taught more about how to make and how to repair clothes, which I think is brilliant because part of the issue that we've got with UK manufacturing at the moment is that there's a lack of young and young skilled people coming into the industry. There's not a total absence. In fact, the place I was at today had some young people working in there, but there's not enough people coming in the industry. And that's partly because I think, and I know a lot of other people think this, we're not teaching how to make things in schools, which is why when they've written this in the report, um, it doesn't actually use the word making or manufacturing in the recommendation in this line. It actually says designing, creating, mending and repairing. And I think they've missed a real opportunity there. They've missed a trick by not including the word making or manufacturing because it's mentioned design and fashion wouldn't be where it is today without manufacturing and making. And yet again, 
making and manufacturing has been overshadowed by design and fashion. And I've noticed that as this is just one of probably, I think there's about two dozen recommendations as part of this report, when the journalists have reported on this over the last 24 hours or so, and when the government themselves have summarised this report, this little bit here about teaching young people to sew and create things has been unfortunately kind of left by the wayside. So I do hope that that doesn't get missed out when we hear what the government has decided to do as a result of these recommendations, because it is so important. If, you, if young people knew how long it took to make clothes, what goes into making them, we wouldn't have this issue where people were buying cheap clothes because they're not really thinking about where they're coming from. And I really do believe that one of the ways of making the fashion industry more sustainable, certainly, and to have more local manufacturing is if people actually got involved in manufacturing and they got involved in making from a young age and they didn't think that fashion was just about design. So I said today's episode would be a short one, but I did want to bring to your attention the fact that that report had now been released and it makes fantastic reading, very fascinating reading for anyone who is interested in the fashion industry, sustainability in the fashion industry and where UK manufacturing fits into that picture. Right, I hope you've enjoyed this show. On next week's episode, I have got an interview with someone that I've been visiting today. If you want to find out who that is, you will have to take a look at my Instagram this week because I have pictures of my visit to their mill in Manchester. Where could it be, I wonder? Take a look at the Instagram, instagram.com forward slash make it British to have a look and see where I have been and where I am going over the next few days. So thank you very much for listening in. Until next week. Bye bye. If you're interested in discovering UK manufacturers from the fashion, textiles and homeware sectors, you should definitely come to our trade show, Make It British Live. The next event is taking place on the 29th and 30th of May 2019 at the Business Design Centre in London. With over 200 exhibitors, inspiring talks just like the ones you've been listening to on this podcast and interactive workshops, it's the perfect place to network with others that want to see UK manufacturing thrive again. Registration is now open. Just go to makeitbritishlive.com forward slash register to register for a free ticket. If you're a British-made manufacturer or brand and want to find out how your business can benefit from being involved in the show, just visit makeitbritishlive.com forward slash exhibit, fill out a short questionnaire and one of my team will get straight back to you. To reach out to me personally, the best place to do this is via LinkedIn. Just look up Kate Hills and you'll find me. You'll also find me on Twitter at Make It British and Instagram at Make It British too. For all show notes for these podcasts, just go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash podcast and you'll find all the details. And make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing in iTunes, Stitcher or whichever is your preferred podcast app. And I really would love it if you left me a little review on iTunes. 
The more reviews this podcast receives, the more people will discover it and the more we can spread the word about making in the UK. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye.